You're listening to a Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Arma Energy, presented by Fly Racing, W Wheels, Bill's Pipes, Just One Helmets, X-Brand Goggles, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Roy Borton Suspension, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Simply the best, motocross and supercross news from around the globe. And now, here's your host, Brad Gephardt. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Fly Racing, x Brown Goggles, Just One Helmets, and Bill's Pipes. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With me on the line from Team Tedder Racing, we've got Jake Weimer. Jake, how's it going? Uh, good. Yeah, just um, you know, getting, the, getting the week going, trying to get some riding in, some training in. Um, yeah, just take... Take care of everything. Try and try and be ready for uh, for this weekend. Absolutely. Only a couple of days removed from a, uh, a top ten performance that uh, was a little bit eye opening to a lot of uh, motocross fans, who uh, in in some ways have kind of uh, been been doubting it a little bit over the last couple of years. Some injuries, uh, some uh, some performances that uh, I think all would admit uh, that a little bit disappointing to see. But uh, jumping back up there with all those factory guys on the team tenor racing Kawasaki, um, and and returning triumphantly after a pretty nasty injury the last time we. We saw you on a supercross track, so you must be feeling good after uh, a first couple of rounds here. Yeah, no, I am. I've, uh, I'm definitely pleased with um, the way that you know that the season started. Um, of course, want to keep that going, but yeah, I'm definitely pleased with the way it started, and especially, uh, like you said, coming off the injury that I had last year. Uh, for me, that was. Uh, by far the biggest injury that I've had to deal with and, and time-wise and just how long it took, um, you know, since I started racing at four years old, I don't think I've ever not raced for, I think it was like nine and a half months, almost 10 months. So, uh, yeah, it was a long time and, um, it was tough. I've never really done that before. So that was definitely, you know, pretty mentally pretty pretty tough to kind of stay calm and and be in in fight mode when it had just been so long and there was just so many unknowns and I wasn't you know I didn't know where I was going to be or you know it was just so it was a bit nerve-wracking so hopefully uh, I can kind of keep uh keep on the path I'm on and just kind of steady Eddie and try and try and get better throughout the season. Absolutely. Unfamiliar to you was some time off, but uh, familiar to you is a lot of the components that you find on your motorcycle right now, which is um, uh, Pro Circuit is a huge sponsor of uh, the Team Tedder Racing Team, uh, which kind of allows you to feel really comfortable with uh, with your setup and uh, working as far as suspension setup goes with a guy like uh, Bones, who uh, is no doubt uh, helping you get dialed in on weekends. Um, tell us a little bit about that relationship and uh, how important that is for you to be comfortable on the weekends. Yeah, it definitely helps. I mean, there's, there's no two ways about it. Um, like team Tedder, we're a privateer team. Yeah. Um, we, we, we do have some great sponsors and, and we get a lot of help. Um, and we do, 
the absolute best that we can. And I think we do a good job. Um, but yeah, for me, um, for obvious reasons, you know, I, I trust the guys at, at pro circuit, um, and have had a long relationship with them. So, um, having those guys, Mitch, and even some of the, the race team guys, uh, bones, having those guys in my corner definitely is, is so, you know, gives me a bit of peace of mind and, and they're very, they're helpful to me. Uh, also show us a pretty big part of that. They helped me out a lot. Um, and working alongside bones and I'm able to that, that whole relationship is pretty cool because I get to do a lot of testing with Shoa and, um, new parts and, you know, for them to kind of try and evolve their suspension. Um, so that, that, that relationship for me is, is pretty fun and enjoyable because there's, I get to test a lot and kind of be a, a part of that. So I, I enjoy that side. So uh, obviously, the, this um, this injury you'd mentioned one of the most difficult injuries you've ever had to uh, experience a, a long recovery time. Um, what did you busy yourself with uh, as far as uh, the day to day struggle of, of just repairing, healing, and uh, obviously you had a lot of time on your hands. Did you uh, learn a second language, or uh, was it mostly just <laughs> getting prepared for uh, the little bundle that showed up uh, just after New Year's? Yeah, right. So that was um, shortly after I was hurt, found out that my wife was pregnant. So that was big news. And um, I was excited about that. Uh, So being injured and having a bunch of free time on my hands, at least that it, it did give me some time to, you know, do the whole baby room deal and get all, get all that stuff squared away and ready to go. So, um, but I mean, I, I, hung out i you know i did what i could i fished a little bit i um, spent a little time um, in idaho and visiting family and friends and just kind of bounced around and did whatever um went to a couple races here and there and yeah just did what i could but still it's just even if you're busy it's not the type of busy that i was used to being so um it's yeah, it was it was a long, long break for sure. Well, uh, a couple of things that you were able to busy your, uh, to fill some time with were uh, not only uh, helping uh, Dakota Tedder with his transition back into professional racing, lending him a hand at the track, yeah. and more or less some uh, constructive criticism, as it would uh, be, to uh, kind of wick up his own speed. But uh, you yeah. also uh, had a couple of riding schools. Um, after all these years of learning so much and, uh, and, and just having so many tools in your bag, uh, how rewarding is it for you to be able to take somebody aside and... Uh, uh, kind of to, to seed to some dividends in their own learning curve. I that's something that I I really do enjoy. Um, I like being able to just because I feel like someone like myself, like I've kind of been all over the map, right? I mean, I've I've I started off as just you know when I first got a ride, it was a, an opportunity, it was a chance, and you know kind of progressed from there to where I was winning and then um you know and then i'd I'd also gone the other way too where i'd struggled and um, dealt with injuries and just you know a lack of results so i feel like i've kind of been all over the map a little bit so um i do enjoy you know as long as someone wants my help but i i enjoy you know trying to help you know 
somebody and um i find that kind of fun um and it's cool too for the for little kids like you said i did a couple riding schools and um they're all like young kids like from four to probably 10 or 11 maybe so um that was i had a lot of fun doing that um i liked hanging out with the kids and trying to help them and uh yeah that was that was uh that was something that um i did there for a little bit now, uh, some, someone that I've known you uh, had a lot of experience working with and had a huge impact on your professional career is uh, Randy Lawrence, a guy that you uh, trained with uh, exclusively. Yeah. Uh, and uh, is he still part of your program at all? Uh, and if not, what did you uh, learn most from him? Did it carry forward to uh, what you carry in your program today? Uh, I mean, I still talk to Randy often, and I am not with him every day and um, like I have been in the past. Uh, but I've still, I mean, I've, I've loved Randy and he's done a lot for me. And, um, you know, he was, you know, a, a big factor in me, uh, winning my championship. Um, so yeah, I've had some success or, you know, I've had great success with Randy and, um, yeah, he's always had my back and is there to help me out. So, um, I appreciate him and, um, yeah, we, I mean, I'm still buddies with him for sure and, uh, see him around. So uh, for 2016, uh, obviously there was a, 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 a mostly new uh, Kawasaki that got rolled out. Uh, it was uh, rumored to feel extremely uh, be lighter than it was. I know uh, by listening to your your interview yesterday on the Pulp Mech show that uh, you didn't in fact feel it to feel that much lighter, but uh, a, a little bit of a different package for you. Um, what kind of settings could you bring from uh, last year's bike to this year's bike uh, that worked, or uh, or was it kind of a, a bit of a clean slate? No, I mean, you're still going to kind of carry over, you know, similar stuff to uh, from the previous year um, and just try and improve it, which which essentially is what they did with uh, that bike is um, they they took the Kawasaki 450 and, and they improved it. I don't think they made a completely different machine. I think they just improved on what they had. Yeah. Um, and so you're essentially you're when you get to this point, it happens, but it's not often that, you know, you come up with something that's completely different, you know, that completely changes the game and, and the way you, your setup is or whatever. I mean, it, I'm not going to say it doesn't happen because it has a, a couple times, but that's not real common. I mean, a lot of it's just tedious testing and small stuff here and there and um, just trying to improve what, what you've got. So as far as improving uh, your own personal uh, self as you approach 2016, I know you're an avid trainer. You train with uh, the best, with some of the both best trainers and the best athletes in the world. Um, and, and you know when, when your body's feeling right. But as far as uh, like uh, how do you like uh, supplements and, um, and, and a trainer, what do, you, what do you have at your disposal to make sure that you're in uh, peak physical condition? Um, well, I mean, obviously, I've worked with a couple different trainers over the years, and I feel like you can, you know, you can pull from every one of them some yeah. things that you personally like or, or whatever, that whether it's workouts or nutrition stuff or heart rate information or whatever it may be. You can pull stuff from each guy, and, and that's kind of what I've done. And I've done it long enough now to where before... I, I know if I'm ready or not, 
Um, I have, you know, little tests that I'll do on my bicycle or on my like concept two rower and, you know, comparing heart rate to, you know, numbers and, and see where I'm at compared to, you know, where I was the year before, where I was when I felt like I was at my best. And, and so I'll kind of run through those tests, you know, couple, six, eight weeks before Anaheim and started doing that and kind of see where I was. But, um, this year, this year was tough getting ready. Um, just still dealing with my arm a little bit. So I wasn't really able to do exactly what I would have liked to do. Um, cardio stuff, I was pretty fine, but as far as like, uh, strength stuff, I wasn't really able to do what I would have liked to. So that made it hard, but I just did the best that I could and kind of what I couldn't do. I didn't do and would try and do make up for it in other areas or do the best that I could. So it was, I was not worried, but I mean, I was, I don't know what you'd say. I knew I was okay, but it was, it was a little bit stressful. It sometimes just, not really knowing like, man, you know, I, I typically I do this or that and I, I can't do that. And, um, so it, I had to kind of do it a little bit different, but I think, um, I'm, I'm in a pretty good spot. It's still, my arms still, um, still have some pain a little bit. So I kind of have to work around it and still, uh, do therapy and stuff. So, um, it's, it's still getting better. Uh, but, uh, the plan for now is to get the plate out um, after Supercross because that's kind of what's bothering me. Yeah, so I was that's say, you the still plan have some hardware for there. now. Yeah, the plate is huge, so it's kind of causes me a little bit of problem. But um, you know, I, it's good enough that I can I can kind of do what I need to do. But it would be nice to to not have that. For sure, and uh, so um, and I, we'll talk a little bit about uh, at this after the commercial break. Uh, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the mental side of things. So we'll, we're going to throw it to commercial break right now on the Big MX Radio podcast show. We'll be right back with Jake Weimer. Cowboy Kenny Bartram here. You're listening to the Big MX Radio show. We're going to commercial, but don't go away. We'll be right back. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice or just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with Oats and Bran. Oats and Bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us.
real bees, and it goes. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat ball. When it comes to helmets, there is just one. The helmet brand, that is. Just One Helmets is tailor-made for motocross and street bike riding, and now available in North America. Who chooses Just One? Well, for starters, Tim Geiser, winner of the Italian round in MX2, David Philipparts, Vicky Golden, Trevor Reese, as well as David Pulley. And you know what? So do I. I choose Just One Helmets because they are simply the safest, lightest, and most comfortable lid available. Want to know more about Just One Helmets? Check them out on the web at www.justonehelmets.com. Find out about the J12, the J32, and all of the colorways that are absolutely blow your socks off. So guys, please head over to www.justonehelmets.com today. Go check them out. You won't be disappointed. Two thousand and fourteen X Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano, and Phantom Goggle, X Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up, guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown full rebuild on your forks or, or shock, call up Roy Borden today at 204-633-2722.
Bill's Pipes, the home of legendary performance. Since 1974, Bill's Pipes has been providing motocross and off-road riders the performance they need. Two-stroke or four-stroke, Bill's Pipes has the exhaust system for you. In recent years, we've seen a resurgence of the Bill's Pipes brand, and that's great news. And that's great news for motocross racers everywhere. For four-strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to dominate the fight on any brand. For you two-stroke guys, the MX2 Bill's Pipes exhaust system is the right one for the job and comes in works, nickel, and the all-new cone-look finish that'll turn heads all day long. Head to Bill'sPipes.com right now and get the same pipe used by Billy Lidinovich, Vicky Golden, the JMR Suzuki team, Jesse Pierce, Nico Izzy, and David Cole. Bill's Pipes is craftsmanship at its finest. So go with Bill's Pipes and never settle. And we're back. Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Fly Racing and X-Brand Goggles. Uh, Jake, um, so much of the sport is uh, confidence-based, mental-based, and uh, and I think you'd, you'd agree that uh, most motocross races are a, trop- a, bun- a fickle bunch of tropical fish. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And uh, in 2014, I had I was lucky enough to go down to uh, California to watch some uh, to do some riding, watch some races, as well as uh, loop out over the big quad jump at uh, Comp Edge and break my back. Ah, cool. Um, yeah, it was Jeez. lots of fun. Yeah, right, right by the you know the, the tower is there. There's that quad over top of the hill, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's been there for years. Yeah, KX two fifty two stroke, too much gas off the takeoff, not enough standing up, and uh, yeah, I was looking at the sky. <laughs> but uh, anyway, as I uh, walked around Milestone the very next day with a very tender lower back, um, I I noticed a, a guy sitting next to his white box van or white white uh, van uh, who had a look on his face as if he had just lost his dog. And I think you know might know who I was talking about at the uh, who, I'm, who I saw that day, and. Um, Today I see a completely different person. I see a huge change in uh, your approach, and uh, honestly, I don't think there's too many guys that make being a professional motocross racer look like it's more fun than Jake Weimer. And that's—I don't think that's something you could have said about yourself at the beginning of 2014. Um, what's changed for you? Well, I mean that—that's a conversation that could go on forever, you know. But. <laughs> I mean, I guess to try and make it short and sum it up, I mean, there was a couple years there where I just wasn't in a good spot and I was just really down on myself and just not happy with the way things were going and it was just a constant struggle. And um, even last year, I don't think I was in a real great spot. Um, But I don't know. I mean, with all the time that I had off, you know, when I very first got hurt and I was in the hospital, I was like, man, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I'm done. Like, maybe I'm just, I'm done with this. And then, you know, the next day or what, what a week later, whatever it is. And then I'm like, well, no, I, I want to race, but it's like, if I'm going to race, like I need to do it differently than, than what I've been doing. Like, how can I be better? How can I be more comfortable? How can I, you know, enjoy it a little bit more and um 
it just all that time that I had, I just really kind of worked on, you know, my thought process and the way I was going about things and um, really just just mentally trying to kind of get myself together and get mentally in a good spot. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, I just really tried to not worry about anything other than myself and, and just try and be the best that I could be. Um, but I'm still working on that, you know, trying not to get too balled up in what's going on around me and just just worry about myself and, and try to be better than I was the day before. So uh, just, I mean, it's mental. It's A lot of it's mental. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just feel like I'm in a pretty good spot right now. And, you know, being a, a new dad has been really awesome. And I was excited about that for a long time. So uh, just in general, I think um, just in a better spot, I think. Absolutely, and uh, like the, the arrival of uh, of Kennedy Faye must have been a, a huge moment for you. You're a dad now. Uh, it's uh, I, I myself don't know what that feels like, but I can only imagine a huge pride moment for you and uh, a day that you'll never forget and uh, probably uh, uh, robs you from of some some sleep uh, every every once in a while, but um, puts a little bit of a new perspective on things, doesn't it? Yeah, well, exactly. Um, that, that, you couldn't have said it any better, honestly. It's something that, I mean, people that have kids, they'll try and explain it to you or whatever. But, it, I mean, it's it's a different feeling for sure. Um, you know, I, I love my wife and my family and um, and friends, but it's just it's just different, man. It's just you, you stare at something that has you know, a part of you and them, you know, it is part of you. And, and that's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a different feeling than I've ever had. So I've, I've enjoyed that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been fun. For sure. You get to enjoy those, uh, quiet moments when, uh, I guess the rest of the world kind of just melts away and it's just, just you and your little one. And, uh, you get to share some time to, uh, reflect and it's, it's, uh, it, it's something, it's something very special. I'm glad to hear that you're able to uh, take that time, recognize it and, uh, and hold it dear. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> Moving back to uh, like the the preparation for 2016 and the two events that you've competed in so far, a marked difference for me that I've noticed is your starts, and that's something that uh, is a huge uh, advantage for you to uh, to doing well in not only the heat races, semis, but uh, making sure that you're never ending up in an LCQ. And uh, I, yeah. I couldn't like, personally, I thought it was pretty impressive to see that uh, in the heat race you ended up fifth. Which is um, yep. it was a great position to be putting yourself in the the top top gate pick going into the first semi or I guess you were in the second semi to put yourself in a yep. winning position to to be successful the rest of the night. I feel that that heat race kind of kicked started you for the whole night and uh, you carried that forward and you, you rode it home to an eighth. Honestly, uh, like even uh, factory Kawasaki Jake Weimer would have been pretty happy on that night. Yeah, probably. Um... Uh, I didn't feel like my starts were really all that good at Anaheim, I, but I didn't have as good as gate picks either. So I yeah. think you're right when, I mean, San Diego, you know, like you said, it started in the heat and that kind of got me off. Um, you know, I kind of felt like I had a, a good pace and I ended up with some good gate picks. 
Um, although my gate pick in the main was, I really didn't think was good, but somehow I kind of managed and kind of made something out of it. So yeah, the starts are huge. And, um, that's something that you just can't let go of. I mean, you just constantly got to be on top of that. So, um, I'm sure there'll be some bad starts down the road, but I just, you know, just continue to work on it and just fight to get those good starts. Cause it's, I mean, it's really, really tough to do well if you're not getting good starts. hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. I think that's the most common denominator when you think of any successful racer is that when you watch like a, a, a collection of their, their starts over their entire career, even going back to little bikes, the fast kids start up front. That's why they have that clean air. They're able to put down those fast laps and yeah. just ride their race. And uh, you were do, you were able to do exactly that. And uh, I think that that great great start is actually what kind of uh, gave you a little bit of moment uh, motivation late in the race during the main event to uh, once you got back to eleventh place to uh, to claw your way back up to eighth and uh, and finish the night inside the top ten amongst a, a field of honestly I believe there's uh, fifteen riders that have won a uh, a lights made of uh, a lights. Uh, title i think i i'd have to look at the paper but i believe that there's i saw somewhere that someone had said there was 17 champions um out of 22 but i mean but then you even look at the other you know what would it be the other um five riders i mean and that haven't won championships but they're good too so it's like yeah. there you know there's 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 definitely, um, yeah, it's 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 a good field right now for sure. Absolutely, I think I talked about this with uh, Dakota Tedder last night when I mentioned that the uh, the MTF, the GPF, these like the uh, motocross factory kids have arrived in the 450 class. The kids that have grown up on these. Uh, uh, riding establishments where all they do is just ride and ride and ride and tanks full of race gas over and over and over again that this uh this wave of talent that uh has, has now arrived in the 450 class and uh, basically creating uh a class that is super deep and uh you guys are all pushing the pace you look at lap times and uh it's it's there there isn't really much separating any of you yeah i mean it's um, there's, there's the, the first few guys, I think definitely are yeah. a notch above the rest, but then after that, you know, maybe, you know, and it's going to change every weekend, but you know, I would say, you know, six through six through 15, you know, it's pretty close. So, um, I would say the first few guys, definitely, they've got a, they've got a notch on the rest, but yeah, there's, there's a a handful of guys that on any given night let you know the start's going to make the difference and just putting in a solid race so um yeah the the competition's there 100 percent. now uh, uh one of the things i wanted to ask you about uh, with your starts was uh um obviously that's a huge important thing for you this season and is that why you ended up uh uh getting the, the services of uh, whole shot Hanson himself, Donnie Hanson to uh, help you out with some starts and make sure you're dialed in uh, come the gate drop uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, well, Donnie helping me out um, wasn't, you know, specifically like, Hey, I need help with my starts. It was just in okay. general. I mean, I went to a Donnie Hanson motocross camp in Colorado when I was like 10 and nice, you know, since, since then, you know, I mean, even to this day, like, I've always kind of tried to 
I've always kind of been a rider like that. I try and ride with, you know, technique and kind of do it a certain way where some guys are just kind of hammerheads and just, they get it done. But that's yeah. not really me. Like it's never really been me. So you're like a Tim Ferry. For me, technique sort of isn't, yeah. I mean, it's technique for me is, is important. And I feel like if I'm riding the bike well, then I'm going to, then I'm going to go fast. So, um, Donnie helping me out was kind of a no brainer and, and he's been cool and just, just helping me during the week and, just working on little things, whether it's cornering or the whoops or whatever, just picking stuff apart and trying, trying to be better. So that's, uh, that's been fun working with him and, and having him around. Do you feel that practicing your 12 o'clock wheelies have had anything to do with your success so far this year? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I, I've got a little more work to do on that. <laughs> What about the AC system from uh, from Astros? I know you've been uh, a, a user of their their knee braces, but something that they've come up with recently is those uh, little silver dots on your nose that are uh, helping you uh, breathe throughout those motos. I know I talked to uh, Dave Castillo, and he can't say enough good things about them, mainly because he owns the company or uh, part owner of the company. But uh, what, what's your take on those things? Well, I mean, I'm a believer. I. I believe I was one, one, not the, but one of the, the first guys to start using them. And, um, I use them every day when I practice. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, you, you just, you got to try them. Like it, it, for me, it's just a no brainer. Like it just makes it so much better. And, um, it, it, yeah, I can, I can breathe. I mean, if I don't wear them or whatever, then, I notice a pretty big difference. So I, this weekend I actually forgot to put them on my, the, I had them on my goggles, but I forgot to put the stickers on my nose. I got down in the tunnel and I was kind of freaking out and I didn't really have time to go back. So I was like looking around and luckily I found the the kid Frankie that helps out Dave and he got yeah. me dialed in. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I use it for a reason. I don't, you know, it's not like I'm getting paid to run them or I, I I use them because they help. That's cool, man. Uh, so I, I got a couple of more questions, or just three more questions from a, a couple of listeners, um, uh, if that's okay, and uh, we'll uh, yep. we'll wrap it up. Yep, no problem. Perfect. Um, Stefan from Las Vegas asks, um, "Why are or why do you have such a hard time meeting with your fans on Friday nights, and uh, why do you feel it's so begrudgingly uh, doing so?" Why do I that's feel Stephon, what? That's that Stefan's question. Um, I don't. I don't have a hard time doing it. I, we talked about this last night on Pulp, and <laughs> like it's a, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a tricky conversation because I would never want the fans to think like I didn't care or, or you know none of that. But I mean, I felt like we we went over that last night, and it's just. Totally. Um, it's just a tough deal. Like, I mean, it's not like the, the signings, you know, especially when we're flying, like it just makes it tough. You land at five o'clock, you've been on an airplane all day. And, um, I'm not, I'm not saying that we shouldn't do it or, or that, you know, that it's, I don't know that there's a better way to do it, but, um, you know, that's then the leading up to the race is a big deal for us. And, and you gotta be ready. So it it's just, it's just tough. I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't sign autographs. Of course we should. We, I mean, it's important to mingle with the fans and without, because without the fans, we don't race because there's, totally. there's no, there's no industry. So, yeah. 
Um, the fans are important, and, and they they should get something. Uh, I was only saying that it's just someone asked me about it, and then it somehow it got brought up, and then we had touched on it last night. But uh, all I'm saying is that um, it's pretty tough because, you know, you fly all day, and then you end up eating dinner at, you know, 9 o'clock, and it just, it just makes – it just – changes your schedule so it's and as an athlete like schedule is everything right i mean we're yeah. regimen this time we do this 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 we're in bed at this time like so it just it just makes it tough but i'm not yeah i'm never saying like oh we shouldn't sign autographs for the fans like that's that's ludicrous so Fair enough no I, uh, honestly uh yeah. like how I would respond to that question or how I, how I look at it is um, there, are, there is no possible way that you can uh, get a uh, professional football, hockey, or baseball player to sit down for two hours and sign autographs the night before the big game. Yeah, but I feel like even that's not really a fair argument because we're not, you know, our sport's not as big as that, and and we True. we need these fans. Like we we need these fans, and we can't afford to turn any of them away. So yeah, that, I don't know that there's a good answer for that, you know, for that question because, um, I, yeah, I just don't know that there is. So that's a tough one. And uh, my next question is from uh, Roger in California. Uh, he asks um, if if the uh, the Pulp MX sponsor uh, checks have been on time. I well, kinda. He <laughs> we that's Roger. So we we worked out a deal, and he's like, "Okay, cool. Like we'll do the first eight races, blah blah blah, whatever." So then I I called up Steve um friday um and was just just chatting with him whatever and he's like oh well we've got a problem i'm like what and he's like well i'm on my way down um from vegas california and i forgot the money and the stickers so um but other Important. than that we're squared away now we're good to go it's all good Fair enough. And uh, and uh, Brad from Winnipeg asks, um, given the fact that there is um, a, a Pulp MX sticker on one side of your visor, is there any room uh, on your helmet, even underneath the uh, goggle strap, for a big MX radio sticker? Um, I, I'm running tight on that now, but that, that everything's negotiable, right? <laughs> right on, man. Well, uh, honestly, Jake, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. I really appreciate you giving me some time to uh, to chat about uh, your preparation for the season and uh, all, all that comes along with that. Um, don't hang up just yet, but uh, throw throw down some uh, some sponsors for us if you'd like to, and uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll 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 continue on. Yeah, I just um, obviously I wouldn't be able to go race without without the support that I get from everybody. And it's cool. Um, you know, team Tedder for helping me out and Kawasaki monster, um, seven, um, been with them now. It's my second year. So it's always cool to have, you know, be able to stick with the same people. So, um, uh, seven and it's cool gear. It's very nice. So, um, you gotta look good, man. That's important. So, um, them and, uh, Look pro, go right. slow, bro. Bell, yep, Bell helmets. Been with them for quite a while now. Stoked on that, and hundred uh, percent jumped on board this year. Um, uh, CD, second year with them, so stoked on that. And um, 
yeah, that's uh, that's the majority of them. Um, Pulp MX, I got, I got to thank them. I I, I for, almost forgot about that. I might have got fined on that. So thank Pulp MX for helping out, and uh, Danny Malfati at Malfati Motorsports. Um, yeah, there's there's a handful of people that um, you know help me out and and make this thing go around. Right on. Well, uh, I really appreciate, like I said, I really appreciate giving me some time. Uh, don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there. Right on. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.